Welcome to the Salesforce Spotlight Series. I'm Teresa. And I'm TJ, and we co-lead Salesforce's employee loyalty programs. We're excited to have you hear firsthand from employees at each step of their employee journey and current Salesforce alumni from around the globe. You'll also hear how Salesforce has impacted these employees' lives. Now let's go. I'm so excited to be sitting here with Robin Guido, who has recently officially joined the COA Club ranks. And uh, Robin, is, congratulations on 10 years. And thanks so much for sitting down here with me and TJ to learn a little bit more about your career journey. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to finally hit COA. Woo-hoo! I know. I feel like you've always been in the COA know because many on the call might not know this, but you are Parker Harris's EA. So you've always kind of been the inner COA circle, but now you're officially COA, right? Yeah, it's nice to be officially invited. So I don't feel like I'm kind of sneaking in the back door and cheating. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself. We talked about you being Parker's EA. Was that your first job here at Salesforce? And walk us through your Salesforce career journey. Yeah, it was. I have been with Parker the entire time. I need to give Meredith Schmidt a shout out. She and I have been friends for a long time outside of work. And she is who I texted one day telling her I was looking for a job. So she got right on it. And within an hour, I had a call from the recruiter. I think I came in the following morning for interviews. This happened very quickly. So I got to give Mayor a definite shout out for that. Awesome. And Meredith is also a Cal Poly alumni. So we both went to the same school. And uh, nice. do you still stay connected with Meredith? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Good. So I want to ask you, exec assistants, there's got to be like, you have like this great connection with your leader, right? How did you and Parker just mesh so well? What do you think is the secret sauce that makes you such a dynamic duo? A dynamic duo. I love that. You know, even just from the interview, just our conversation flowed really well. I mean, obviously it was his choice to ask me to work here. Um, I really wanted to and wanted to work for him, of course. He's so pragmatic and easy and kind. I mean, the job can be really stressful, but he really does make it easier, I think, than, you know, some other situations. Uh, But he and I together, we get along really well. We're very different. And I think that works in some ways. I feel like we complement each other and there's things that he's definitely way better at than I am. And there are certainly some things I'm way better at than he is. So I think we've found that balance you know, we're actually similar ages. He's not that much older than I am. Just got some context, you know, of we both went to high school in the 80s and went to college in the 90s. And so there's certain things that we definitely, you know, bond over music and movies and, you know, things like that. So I think that has made it also very fun. But yeah, I think that we complement each other really well. Uh, and like I said, we are also very different. And so now, you know, when I talk to people about Salesforce, specifically COA members, they always have a really great story to share about moments where they're learning more, they're growing more, they've been exposed to things that they never thought they would have been exposed to if they didn't work at Salesforce. I'm sure you have so many stories like that, Robin, but if you can go back in time, you maybe think about a moment that you really felt that you grew in your career or grew as a person you know, and because Salesforce can give you that platform. Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind, I think this was back in 2014, Parker came to me and says, you know, I haven't really had an offsite in a long time for my team. I think we should do something. And I said, okay, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know, like 500 people and let's go somewhere and, you know, a couple of days of content and 
you know, connect and team P leadership. And I said, great. So I think this was in April of 2014. And we sat down and looked at the calendar for the whole year. He says, well, when should we do this? So we looked at it and like, well, we can't do August because that's Lima, and we have to avoid, you know, kickoff and we have to avoid, you know, Dreamforce and all these things that we had to avoid, like not end of quarter, not end of fiscal. So the only time that really looked like it would work on the calendar was May and we were in April. So he said, uh, do you think we can do this? And I said, sure, no problem. I'll totally get right on that. And so I walked out of his office and you can imagine look at my face. It's like, oh my God, how am I going to pull this off? And through a lot of hard work and a couple of miracles, 21 days later, we were at an offsite with 500 people registered on-site content, evening activities. Uh, we even did a tinkering event where we got, you know, a bunch of everyone in a room and built some crazy stuff. 21 days from start to finish. <laughs> it was really fun. I mean, talk about flat by the seat of your pants, but we did it together and along with John Stormer, it was great. And now, of course, we, you know, spend all year planning this, but just the fact that we had to do it so quickly, I think that was kind of a big aha moment for the two of us. And he'd never really seen me do something at that scale before. And so we just ran with it. And now it's an amazingly successful program. But I think that was definitely our jump in together and, and do something exciting moment. That at least for me, it was. Well, I think it's also great validation for you that, you know, you could set yourself a lofty goal and deadline and deliver to it. And I feel like that is a scrappiness of Salesforce, right? We like put a goal out there and we just get it done. We have that really strong get it done mentality. 100%. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So one thing that I've always admired about you, Robin, is I feel that you are the ultimate champion advocate for breast cancer awareness. And I feel you've done, made a humongous impact at Salesforce. So if you're comfortable sharing, I'd love for you to kind of talk about what you've done and how you feel um, you've been able to make an impact here at the company. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, so for those who don't know, um, I'm actually a three-time cancer survivor. I had breast cancer twice and then thyroid cancer, the kicker. I was diagnosed in 2012, first time, and then again in 2013 and then 2014. And I had only been working at Salesforce for seven or eight months. And my mom is also a two-time breast cancer survivor. Uh, she's actually right now going through her third round of breast cancer. She's in treatment at the moment, getting radiation. And so, you know, when I got the news, I was shocked, but not surprised. And so I started treatment and had multiple surgeries. And by the end of 2014, I was pretty good. So now I'm, I think, seven years clear, which is amazing. It is amazing. Um, yes. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, every milestone is important, but every year that ticks by is just makes me feel that much better. You know, and then there were some other women at Salesforce that I met, you know, who are also survivors or going through it. And we kind of just started this really grassroots little group of people. And every year it gets bigger. And I mean, I've met people from India and Japan and just, you know, obviously at, at HQ and so even some people on my admin team have breast cancer as well. And, you know, we kind of just started this little program and now we have uh, more and more people involved every year and just the stories that you hear are wonderful. And Salesforce has been such a platform for us, you know, as a team. And by the way, I don't do any of this alone. I mean, it's really a team of people that help put this together. And every year we come, up, we come up with different ideas and just the community has been super 
um, supportive. And I'm so grateful to have, you know, a pretty big voice on a relatively large stage, you know, because our company just keeps getting bigger. Um, you know, we have some new Slack employees that are also survivors. And so they, you know, helped us out with planning this year. And it's just a way to recognize each other and really encourage women and men. Obviously, it happens to men as well about early detection and, you know, how they can speak about the disease. You know, sometimes life after cancer is almost harder than going through it because you're just so focused when you're in it. And afterwards can be a real humdinger, as it were, because um, once it's over, you can't be a cancer patient forever. So I'm just right. grateful to Salesforce and my team here. And obviously Parker was very supportive. I actually told him before I told my parents. And it's just been, it was, I could not have felt more supportive. It was really great. Yeah, I think you've done such a great job with one, the awareness, right? And you're able to leverage technology to get more people aware. I remember when you reached out to me, you said, hey, like, here's a chattered banner. How do we get this out to the masses so that we can have people update their banners or an org 62 and their profiles? They know about some of the work that we're doing. Um, I've also just seen just the camaraderie that this creates. You know, you mentioned like speaking of other cancer survivors, you know, I was on a the same team as Allie. And I remember just like when you'd like run each, into each other just in an elevator, you know, it's just like there's like that friendship and that bond there because you've gone through a shared experience. And for you to bring more visibility to it, like, you know, other sales employees know that they're not alone. Like that is a huge, you know, impact that you made of like why we talk about Salesforce being like this family environment despite the size of our organization. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's not really a group you ever want to be in. Right. But once you're in it, man, you meet some really amazing people. It's just been such a gift. So tell me, you know, of course, like you joined Salesforce 10 years ago, so it might be kind of hard to recall this, but you as an EA, you are helping to onboard a lot of people coming through, right? Especially in the TMP organization. So what advice would you have for employees that are just starting out at this company? <laughs> I know you do. You are like the secret onboarder for a lot of individuals at Parker's Org. So what advice do you have? Well, one thing I do tell um, EAs or admins when they start is give yourself a year and don't feel bad if you don't feel that you know everything in 30, 60, or 90 days, especially as we you know scale to as large as we are. So that's one. <laughs> give yourself a break. It is definitely, you know, drinking from a fire hose, but really it's just to rely on each other. Yes, I do onboard a lot of people, but it's the community that, you know, is going to help you stay around. So like find a buddy, find a friend, someone that's kind of like-minded or a whole group of people. It doesn't have to be just one person. I mean, it's it's Salesforce is an easy sell. We're such a value-driven company and you know, with our dedication to philanthropy and sustainability and everything else. I mean, it is, it is not hard to get people to work here. People want to be here. And I would also say, don't be scared of the size. And I know that I have the advantage of being here for a long time, but it doesn't feel as big as it is, except when you go to Dreamforce. And then that is the, wow. I mean, I think I say that to Parker every year, like, did you ever think? And he just says, no, I, mean, I just have no idea that this is what it's going to be. So yeah, just like find your people, find your tribe. Don't feel bad if you don't know everything right away because I'm still learning, you know, mm-hmm. even 10 years later. So what are you doing? I know we've been in this pandemic for a while. I always ask every guest I have, you know, what 
are you doing to just balance? I mean, you mentioned something that you came right on this call coming straight from a Peloton ride. So I don't know if Peloton is your happy zone or what are you doing? Anything else? Any advice there? Well, the first three months were terrible. <laughs> I felt very stuck alone in my apartment in San Francisco. And then I took a big leap of faith and I bought a house in Palm Desert and I moved. So <laughs> I've been in Palm Desert for almost a year. I am coming back to San Francisco in 2022, but that has really been wonderful just to get, you know, out of such a big city. You know, I have a yard. Turns out I like to garden now. I didn't even know that. So I just, I gave myself some space, which has really helped a lot. And then, um, you know, I just found my little group that we're all willing to see each other. You know, we all had our pod or our cohorts or, you know, whatever we're calling them. But, um, yeah, the Peloton is great. I love it. I'm actually friends with Mark on the Peloton. If anyone wants to follow him, you know, that's been super helpful. And just, you know, finding your people mm-hmm. and giving yourself a break. Just yes. not, you know, it's the, one of the things I really did learn from having cancer is the whole idea of I should, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. I really learned to say no when I wanted to say no and say yes when I want to say yes and just learn that the I shoulds, I really try not to think that way anymore. And the same thing with COVID. Give yourself a break and just don't feel so pressured to, I mean, I really have a soft spot for parents who've had littles at home this whole time. I don't. So I think that made my life a lot easier, but yeah, um, yeah just do whatever works. We're all in this together two years later, which is yeah. crazy to me. That's really good advice. And you was talking from about Peloton. I had sat in on a different webinar with Robin Arzon from Peloton. And she had mentioned uh, this whole idea of knowing your no, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that you reinforce that. It's okay to say no and just give yourself that space and that break. Yeah, for sure. Also, as you know, I think as Parker's EA, there's got to be so many cool trips that you've been on and experiences that you had, maybe celebrity greets, like what, anything that stands out to you? Because this is a really a company of opportunity. And I think about, you know, my work in acquisitions, I've been able to travel all over the world to really cool places to welcome our acquired employees. And so it just made me think, I'm like, oh my goodness, Robin probably has some really good stories too. So what are some ones that stand out to you? So some of our most fun trips um, usually are around a world tour. I got to go to Japan for the first time with Parker. So we've been a few times now, just wonderful experience. Oh, that team over there in Japan is just fantastic. And Paris is wonderful. We'll never pass up a chance to go to Paris. Um, One of the crazy things is, is we were actually in India in February of 2020. And so when we were there, we just kept hearing about there's this virus thing going around and we're really sure what it was. And when we flew home the first week in February, we were pretty glad to be back on the good old U.S. terra firma. And then, of course, no one talked about it for six weeks, which was kind of odd. Right. Um, But one of the things, and this feels really poignant this week, is we did a world tour in D.C. and I got to meet Colin Powell. You did. I did. I'm going to try not to cry. It was really, really special. So That is very, very special. That was, that was a big one for me. I think that was probably number one. I mean, as you know, I used to work in Hollywood and I actually worked for celebrities. Right. Um, But I think in this job, I think Cole Hall is definitely right up there. So honored to meet him once. 
Agreed. I never had it been able to go face to face close with him, but every time we would have he'd speak at a Salesforce event, there's just this utmost amount of respect oh. and just his decorum, the way he leads with fairness, with authenticity, like yeah. irreplaceable for sure. Hundred percent. Equality groups. Let's kind of do a quick a pivot. How have you been involved in our equality groups here at Salesforce? And you've been mentioning how we do lead with values at this company. So that equality is one of our big values here. Which ones are you involved with that you might want to talk a little bit more about? I think primarily Salesforce Women's Network. I mean, I've been to a lot of Outforce events, of mm-hmm. course, but you know, Parker is pretty heavily involved in the Salesforce Women's Network, which I think is amazing. And his work and you know, Andrea Lessick and what she's been able to do um, has been really awesome. A little bit of a twist, but um, for the philanthropy, you know, Parker and I um, adopted Viz Valley Middle School actually a year before we started the Circle of Schools program. So we just kind of did it on our own. Um, it's not exactly an equality group, but that has been an amazing experience. Um, I went to a very small Christian schools when I was younger, so I'd never even been in an inner city school before. Uh-huh. I mean, talk about culture shock. Wow. Right. Um, we have just made some amazing strides in that school, met some wonderful kids and teachers. That's more my focus than equality groups, but definitely a shout out to the Salesforce Women's Network. It's interesting because that you mentioned Viz Valley. So I went there once to do a painting project on campus. I think I have a key to one of their storage rooms that I never got a chance to return. So it's like literally a physical art key that I need to bring back to Viz Valley. Oops. <laughs> I know. So last thing before we wrap up, Robin, and again, thank you so much for your time. One thing I've always appreciated about you, and I think this is a secret to your success, is just being so accountable and the responsiveness. I, you know, I love when I can reach out to you. You, you do get back or you let me know what's going on. So I don't feel like I'm just my message is lost somewhere, but you don't only do that for me. You do that for thousands of people at this company. <laughs> Another compliment to you is that you're a really good connector. I feel like you're able to pull the right people in when you're hearing about something that would benefit them. So again, those are just things that I observe as a, another one of your peers and COA members. The last thing I want to ask you is what are you most looking forward to now that you're part of COA Club? Oh, well, I will say I've had, I have had the opportunity to sit in on the calls before um, just to kind of listen in. So I just feel like I'm so glad I'm officially COA now. Uh, and I'm no, and I'm also now with so many of my friends. Um, I think there's a couple of admins on my team that started out the same month as me. It feels like this really strong milestone. Where I, now I can say, not like I've been here almost 10 years. I've been here 10 years. It's the longest relationship I've ever had. It's amazing. And so this is the, so, this is the only company you've, have you never been anywhere else for longer than 10 years? No, Mm-mm. I've got some fives and sixes, but yeah. 10 is definitely the longest. So it's, that is a big milestone. It's, it's lots a big to be proud of. So yeah. I'm so glad that we got to, you know, ring in that milestone with this interview. And uh, thank you so much, Robin, for your time. I think it's really, you have a really great story of, you know, sharing like the impact that you can make you know, in your role. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in the confines of your job description, right? You kind of make what you want out of it. You reach out to the people that you want to reach out to, and then you follow things that you're passionate about and get more people to understand, you know, that there's work outside, there's work to be done outside of what is on your official resume or job description. So thank you so much, Robin.
Thanks for joining us on the Salesforce Spotlight Series. Be sure to catch our next episode. Sending positive vibes from our Salesforce family to you and yours.